Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! I don't love the Church of Laszlo bump. What? The Iron Sheik died. Oh, the Iron Sheik We just talked died. about the Iron Sheik for no reason. Wow, really killing people off. Why were we talking about Iron Sheik? I don't it remember. It was like two days ago. Yeah. Was that on the air or off the air? I, I think you doesn't came in. Matter. It doesn't matter, but I know that it was talked about in here. Well, people on Twitch would have seen it. Yeah. Because uh, I, I know that it was within the last week that you were talking about the Iron Sheik. I guess today's only... What is today? Wednesday? Yeah. So maybe it was like Thursday or Friday. But you were talking about the Iron Sheik. How'd he die? Oh, we were, watch, we were talking about uh, documentaries you should watch. Yes. Oh, and that's I said the Iron right. Sheik one is he great. Co- yes, because you were asking why he doesn't uh, finish Succession, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Something along those lines. I don't remember exactly, but. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. And we talked about Tina Turner, and then she died. Now I'm scared to talk about anybody. Well, anybody that you like. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, Trump, Iron Trump, Sheik. Trump. Let's see. Stop, Snow Cone. Come on, oh, man. Shut That's up. not nice. Oh, 81 like years old? Same thing. 81 years old. Yeah, he made it pretty far. Yeah, I mean, usually, you know. For all the drugs exactly, and drinking the, the, and rehab. And, and just wrestling in general. I feel like there's a lot I of think he just and, won a match. Really? I don't know anything about wrestling. I think they did like a, I don't remember. Maybe. I don't know. He embraced his role as one of the most not- notorious villains in the entertainment genre's history. He has died. Uh, he's 81 years old. Made on his Twitter feed. It did not offer any details. But I mean, at 81, it's old age. If some yeah. stuff goes wrong around that age. Man, you know? sad day. So, uh, the Iron he, Sheik, he's, dead. He's like right in your wheelhouse of being a wrestling fan. I was like fan. when I was little. Like, okay. oh, man. They got a Muslim guy. And he was there. always the bad guy? Like, and that was like, you was know, that you wrestling with, with your that, friends. He was with Nikolai Volkov. They were, you know, an Iranian 
and a Russian, you know, and then they would fight the Americans. Yeah. And they were just bad guys. And I remember as a kid, like, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. Yeah. And you got to um, stand up during their song. We stood up at the Wrestle at WrestleMania and saluted them, <laughs> and then people got real pissed and you know yelled at us or whatever because we were anti-American. And basically, not much different than this show when you guys go in your jingoistic <laughs> right. tirades. Yeah, like it's the same thing. So uh, he was he never got to be the good guy. I thought in wrestling, like the villains at some mm. point, you no, they, for him. I don't know that he did. But, he doesn't you know, say anything he here was, about him ever being a good guy. I don't think so. He was, he was Iranian. Tw- he's a great Twitter follow. He's yeah, for really sure. Good on Twitter. And his documentary about him is unbelievable. What was it? I mean, what was some of the stuff that they talked about in the documentary? Just, him just his life and how and... he goes through it. And it's him and, you know, uh, just a real, you know, character. When was he huge? In the 80s? 70s? 80s? Yeah, 80s. Okay, 80s. So this would have been during the same time as uh, Andre the Giant and yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, of course. And all Hulk Hogan. Guys, right? He was like, you know, Hulk Hogan was like, you know, like you guys, like a real American. Yeah. I am a real American. Yeah. Fight for the rights American. of everyone, right? Yeah. And then the Iron mm-hmm. Sheik would come out and wave the Iranian flag. And yeah. <laughs> he had like, him. Yeah, and put him in the camel clutch. Yeah. And he had little pointy shoes he would kick him with. The camel, the camel clutch. clutch. That's mm-hmm. why nice. she calls it that. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I'm going to have to give her a hard time tonight. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, isn't that true that usually in the wrestling world, the villain at some point, you're supposed to root for the villain, they work it into the Well, they story? turn, that's called heel and face, and uh-huh. they turn, they go both ways. Yeah. yeah. Turn heel, you become a bad guy. Yeah. Like when Hulk Hogan did the NWO stuff. Yes, that's yeah. one of the biggest heel turns ever. And and But but uh, Iron Sheik, always a bad guy. That's basically how I do this radio show. I just flip between <laughs> heel and face. Mm-hmm. I try to do it. Like when everything's, like everybody's happy, then I just turn heel. Yeah. No, we know. I know. Yeah, I use the same type of ideas that they use. Yep. If Snowcone and I are both, you know, yeah. If you really guys are all rooting for the low. Chiefs, then I got I my heel turn, the unexpected heel turn that you should have expected, but you didn't was me rooting for Brady in the Super Bowl. That right. was my heel right. turn. Right. See right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I said, wh- which uh, Chiefs Super Bowl? Did you enjoy more? <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I asked Snow Cone this question. <laughs> of course, I was referring to the ones we the won. ones that with the Chiefs right. won. I said I enjoyed uh, the Tampa Bay one the yeah. most. That's me doing a heel turn. Yes, there you and go. then uh, some Asshole. people also being honest. So it was my favorite. And also his instinct for you. When others are down, you feel good about it. And when others are up, you're angry. I'm a natural heel. I'm not, I'm not right. comfortable in the face roll. How about mm-hmm. that? A lot of guys aren't. They're not comfortable in the face roll. I'm not. I like it when people hate me. What about uh, Andre the Giant? Yeah. I mean, as a kid, because I didn't watch a ton of wrestling, but I was definitely into the toys, and I know I had friends that watched wrestling. I I got the the, the you know the the ring with the f- action figures and everything, like mm-hmm. all my friends had. I remember liking Andre the Giant a lot, mm-hmm. but I guess I didn't watch enough to know if he was a good guy or the bad guy. I just knew that he during was a WrestleMania, good guy for a long time, but then he I wanted turned to beat heel. Hulk Hogan, but then both he turned times. heel against Hogan. Okay, and how do you remember? Anything about how they did that? Or I don't remember. That? It's just that because they fought, they had two, it's WrestleManias, right? Two big uh, matches where they faced off. Well, I they, don't know. I just remember the one that I was at. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking that they did it twice and they each won one of them. You were at one where they fought? I was at the one where Hogan slammed him. Oh, that's okay. Like one of the All right. Crazy. Of yeah. History. That's like the one that you see clips of. Yeah. yeah. And that's the t- one where I stood and saluted the Iron Sheik okay. and Nikolai Volkov. Okay, wow, that's crazy. And rooted for Andre the Giant. Wow, all right. Yeah, if you haven't seen... so you said Devastated. Is the documentary about Iron Sheik, is that that Vice? Wasn't that a Vice no, show? No, it's, it's its own documentary. Okay. I think it's called Sheik. Okay. 
because they his did own documentary. They did. Oh, there's the, one on Andre the Giant. If you haven't seen that, yeah, that, I was going to say that's the HBO. Have you right? seen that one? Yes, I thought it was really, and the Ric really Flair good. one. The Ric Flair that's thing that I watched too, was on the Ric Flair thing that I watched was one of those Vice things. I'm almost no. Positive. There's a, like an HBO. Was it HBO? One. Okay, yeah. maybe that's what it was. Did, did they still do that Vice thing? What's that called? Secrets from the Ring or Inside Beyond the, the Mat or whatever? Beyond the Mat. Yeah. Yeah, that's on Vice. I don't. I'm like I said. I'm not even into wrestling, but I thought that show was good. Like yeah, it's I, I sent it to you and said you just watch this. Yeah, just watch it. It's. Yeah, I don't think Brooks just ever watched any wrestling. She liked it. Exactly. Crackman says it's Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, yeah, that's it. Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they're still going to do that. Because didn't Vice file for bankruptcy? Yes. Yeah. I guess that doesn't mean that they won't still exist. No. I don't know anything about how business works. Well, those but. stories are crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you like that, you know, I, re- true crime, because now you have true crime plus these just wildly eccentric it, personalities who are all on drugs. Yes. And then you have this multi-billionaire who's just trying to cover for them at all times, no yep. matter what. Yeah. They're like, and then Vince McMahon showed up to Erie, Pennsylvania, and no charges were filed, <laughs> exactly. and nobody ever heard from the dead woman again. And you're like, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of stories. of There are murders, yeah. for sure. There's crime. There's a lot of stem psychosis, a lot of people doing cocaine and looking <laughs> right. out the, the door and trying yeah. to figure out who's coming for them. Yeah. I don't even remember who all of them are because I, I didn't know them in the first place, but I, I thought the show was good. And uh, it's it, worth watching. It's definitely something that even if you're like, I don't like wrestling, you know, you wouldn't think to watch, no. but it's entertaining. I'm glad well, you guys... the Iron Sheik died. Yeah, Iron Sheik died. In honor of that, yeah. I think we should play the Iranian national anthem. I don't know if we have it. I don't know what it should be it on our system. Is huh? It should be on our system. I know we used to play it a lot, <laughs> right? You think we still have it? Yeah. Roll it, Snowcone. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. What's going on? Well, I was just looking at this. Uh, Two beers, what's it called? Two beers and a puppy test? Do hmm. you know about this? No. It, apparently, this is the way that you, this was when, um, I thought at first I was reading Forbes, because, you know, I really trust Forbes. Mm-hmm. Then I looked a little deeper, and I realized I was reading something called Forge. So I don't know anything about Forge, but I'm, you I'm know, sure it's, it looks, it's a nice looking website. But uh, the two beers and a puppy test is a way to figure out if you want someone in your life. I don't know if this works for you or not, though, Lazo. Well, here, I'll just tell you what it is. So you never heard of this, right? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so this is not just for, like, romantic relationships. It's for all of your relationships, uh, friendships, whatever it is. You figure out whether or not these uh, relationships are, are worth your investment, your time investment. So it says you should try the two beers and a puppy method. It's a simple two-question test that tells you basically everything you need to know about how you feel about a friend, coworker, family member, anyone, okay? Mm-hmm. Number one, would you want to have two beers with this person? So the first thing is if you just think of a random person that's uh, in your life, yeah. and then first question, would you want to have two beers with this person? Yeah. Did you have someone in mind? Well, I mean, I mean you're yeah. looking at me. I wondered if I would have two beers with you. Okay, I was kind of because <laughs> we we had a big staff meeting, <laughs> right? And so I was just going through that room. In me my too. Head That's exactly about what I was thinking. Who I would have two beers with? Right. I was thinking actually about the guy who came to speak yeah. because I just he's on my mind because we had a meeting right. earlier. So I was like, okay, would you have two beers with him? Sure. Now, liar. What? I would have two beers with him, but that's not, that's only half the test. Because the second part, the second question is, would you trust this person to look after your puppy? Like, would you have them, but would you want to have two beers with them? Like, if he was like, hey, let's go grab two beers, he'd be like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> the answer is no. Probably not. No, of course. But that's You're a like, tough I gotta hurdle. Grab two I mean, who, that's not a tough hurdle. Who am I like, a yeah, that's hurdle. awesome. A lot of people. Yeah, and they're like, hey, you want to go grab yes. a couple beers? I'd be like, man, 
after work, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Sounds fun. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot, a lot of people. people. It is a lot of people. I was thinking, like, I don't like to do stuff, but you're right. There's yeah. a lot of people that'd be like, yeah, that's great. And even if it wasn't going somewhere, like if that guy was like, hey, come in my office and have two beers with me, <laughs> who would you be like, well, that'll be fun. No way. But if Bob was like, hey, yeah, I got a couple true. beers in my office. You want to have a couple? He'd be like, yeah. That's true. Okay, you're right. So the answer is no. Okay, for him, right, yeah. sure. Well, anyway, moving on with the test. The second question is, would he you just... He gets so <laughs> nervous when I speak the truth. Hey, that guy gave a speech today and said he liked complete honesty. <laughs> so this is mine. I'm completely transparent. You seem like a, you seem like you know what well, you're doing. I'm sure he doesn't want to have two beers with us either. Right, I'm saying it seems like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Eh, you know, you've been successful everywhere you've been. you yeah. got a new kind of bigger boss. I got no problems with you. Right. But I don't want to have a couple beers with you. Right. But... Uh, if he asked, we would because he is a bigger boss. Well, you have so just, to. Yeah, so if you're listening, just know that if we say yes and when we say that'd be great. Right. It won't it, be. It won't be great. <laughs> We're just saying that. It won't because, be because uh, you know, yeah. we respect you. That's yeah. uh, that's all. I guess. Yeah. So then the, the first question is would you want to have two beers with the person? The second question is would you trust this person to look after your puppy for the weekend? But this test doesn't really work for Lazo because Lazo doesn't like dogs. Right, but even if you had a puppy, I just I'm not I'm not certain that you would have the same kind of um, expectations of people uh, to watch a puppy as others would who, who yeah. have puppies. Have you ever had a puppy? You've had I mean, a couple dogs throughout your life, right? Yeah, but I don't know if you ever had a puppy before. Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever had a puppy. But uh, my, my girlfriend had a puppy, or my ex-girlfriend had a puppy, many, many years ago, and Lazo put that puppy in a trash can. When I, that when is I true. The puppy. You wouldn't so, trust me with your puppy, would that's you? That's the thing. No, but you're not a dog person either, so it would be right. weird to ask you. So I don't know. To, to change that question to would you trust that person to look after your kid for the weekend, that's so different than a puppy, but... Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of in the same vein, right? Do you trust? Yeah, the odd thing is, I you know, I don't want to go have two beers with that guy, right? But I trust him to watch my kid. Exactly. So he's got half of it right, down. Yeah, he's got half of it down. It so seems then, like a stand-up guy. If it's someone that you really need in your life, they should be able to pass both of those. So right. someone that you want to have two beers with, and the, and the thing is, if you're asking this question, it's probably not supposed to be for people that you're already great friends with that you've been friends with for years or family members that you get along with. This is for people. I'm guessing that you're kind of thinking like, I don't know. Right. How do I feel about this person? Yeah, they said they want to hang out. It's for those, or maybe it is a relationship where you're like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I need to keep doing this or not. But that's the that's the test. Apparently, you can yeah. an, if you answer yes to both, they say it means that you value your relationship with that person, you like them, and you trust them. Hmm. But if you answer uh, if the answer to one or both questions is no, you have to make a choice. Should you invest time into fixing the relationship? So I guess how do we fix a relationship with that guy? Well, he didn't we do don't anything know wrong. Exactly. But we're only answering. I guess he should half ask himself how he can fix it with me. Because <laughs> uh, I just decided I didn't want to. He didn't do anything wrong. He seemed right. like a very nice guy. He shook my hand, said he liked yep, the nice show. Guy. I mean, absolutely. And he said he, he mentioned liking to get a few drinks. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so, everything he did was right. right. He oh. seemed like a decent human being. Yep. I just decided I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So. And again, I don't think he wants to with us either. But and maybe he's not the person that we should be putting into this formula because it does seem like these are people that you have relationships with. We just met the guy, you mm -hmm. know. So that's a little different. How about but, the person who introduced us to him? Uh, okay. Let me think. Would I trust a puppy? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, do I want to get two beers? Yeah. We've already done it, right? I mean. Yeah. 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 I'm 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 good with that. Yeah, me too. Now snow cone. Do I want to have two beers with him? Do you want him? to have two beers with him? No. Would you trust your child with him for the weekend or your puppy? 
Actually, just your I puppy. Just just pretend you have a puppy. I swear to Would God. you trust your puppy with him for the weekend? A puppy? A puppy. Sure. Would you trust a puppy with him? Would yes. You say sure. I feel like he. I would trust him more with, with a, a kid. Puppy. I trust I'm him more father. with a kid. Right. I trust him more with a kid. He's a dad. Yeah. Than I would necessarily a puppy. He. Well, I, I trust him with I, a puppy. I let him. Uh, I let him. I asked him. <laughs> he asked to, me if I trust you with a puppy. That's he also I asked said, if I trust you trust me with your kids too. I didn't say yes or no yet. I know. That's. I'm a father. That's offensive. For the weekend, well. you wouldn't trust him with your kid. Oh come on. Come on. Quit playing it up. All right. Between him and the guy you just met this morning. Who I'll do you trust you, your the kids guy with? in the morning. What? Shut up! <laughs> I know you. I taught your kids. Hey, look, it's not really you. Like no, but alone, I feel like your transmission could slip. You guys get stranded somewhere. Oh, there's, well, there's problems that. that come along with you. I, I can handle <laughs> it. I know, but I'm just saying. Like of all the choices, I'm going with that other guy. He probably drives a Tesla, gets around places. He's got money. He's going to take him for barbecue and a game. Like, yeah, he's not going to love it. And the kids are going to be like, "Hey, nice guy." With you, I mean, you could be like, we're going to a Royals game, but the, the car kids broke are gonna down. Love it. It's going to be safe. It's going to be fun. <laughs> the car broke and down. I'm just saying, there's things that I worry about. Yeah. Every loved one in Spencer's life probably starts greeting cards off with, there's problems that come along with you. <laughs> but, but. What are you talking I, about? But, Where is this coming from? I'm just saying, there are problems that come along. Hey, you think there aren't problems that come I've along with me? I've never gotten a card that says there, that. There are absolutely well, they don't problems. Well, make that, them. No. But they should. But if they did, they'd be like, oh, let me go. But I wouldn't they, give you one. I wouldn't problems. give you one of that. There are a lot of things I would trust you with. You understand my questions here, right? That's it. I guess, but it's a little offensive. I'm, I'm a well, dad. I know. I'm just saying, you know, the car is not overly, you know. Well, it's, it had an issue yesterday. It's fine You said today. it's slipping and, you know. <laughs> it's fine. No, I would handle How's it, it doing today? I would handle it. It's fine. How, how, I didn't do it again. Well, I drove Keeks to work, but oh. I, it was fine driving there last so night. So you don't have you're not you don't have your car here. I trust you more <laughs> if she let you use her car. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And where are they going to stay? Are you going to stay at my house? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know. It says we trust the person to look after your and puppy in their for home the turf. Look after your. Puppy. I talk to you all the time. I know. Are you guys, I know. Hey, I know you guys get along. I don't know. I guess you could take his car. car See, yeah, I could take Euro's car if I needed to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do like that idea. I'm yeah. starting to warm up. To I wouldn't it. need to, but I, the options. No, it's trepidatious at first, but I'm starting to warm up to the idea. Oh, I have to tell you, and I, I, I may, may have mentioned this story once or twice in the past. I don't know, but this was a long time ago, at least probably five years ago. I asked Snowcone. To feed my cat while I was on vacation. Yeah, he said somebody else should go do it. And so, so you, you, I, you asked I gave multiple him, times. I gave I've him done a, it multiple times. I gave and him one a, time I had Serta, who you know. I gave him a key to the house. Well, but hold on. So I gave him a key to the house. Yeah, I'm starting to chill to this <laughs> I idea came back. Bit. That's so, before I had a kid. Snowcone <laughs> said to me, um, I, you know, yeah, I think Serta was over there. And I'm like, Serta? Like, Serta's never been to my house. <laughs> Suddenly he has a key to my house. So I don't have Serta's number. So I'm like, well, let me try and get a hold of him. So then I try and get a hold of him. And then he says to me, I gave the key to Hartzell. <laughs> so my house key, well, which I know gave to Snowcone, got handed down us. to Serta and to Hartzell. And I'm confident that in the week I was gone, the only one time somebody stopped over there to help those cats out was Serta, the person I know the least. I believe he came over there at least he once. He did. He's a trustworthy He's guy. A trustworthy I've gone. been over there but many times. you didn't times. go over there once in that whole 10 days or whatever But there were other times I and definitely did. And somehow Hartzell ended up with the house and I checked key. your medicine cabinet. So, yeah, well, you think I don't know better? Oh. I did know I was giving you the key. Obviously, I'm not going to leave that kind of stuff. I am a little, yeah. 
I mean, I think this we can make. Before I was look, a dad. <laughs> I, I think we can make it work, but it's not ideal. And asking me if it's him or that guy I just met is that guy. Okay, okay, that's absurd. With the kids, I that's understand absurd. that. Yeah, with you the would kids. too. I will take that not ideal, but to say this complete stranger is absurd. No, I'm just saying, like, okay, let's say I mean, he's a respected member right. of the community. If you because of his title, Stokon, and you his love job? your son. Hey, you love graduated your son? from KU. You care about your son, of course. Right. So if you sent his kids through college, like, yeah, it seems like a good guy. If you said this week, dress is nice. I don't know. He'd be fine. This weekend, you can either have your son and care for him, or you can give your son to that guy and let him watch him for a couple well, days. Well, that's not what the What option. would you choose? No, that's, no, no that's I'm not saying, what you're I'm asking him. you to put yourself in our position, and even you as his own father who loves and cares for him, uh, wouldn't you choose the guy downstairs? Wouldn't as you opposed say, to no, who? I would choose Himself. You. If he had the, if he had the opportunity, that's not what, shut up! I don't believe this. <laughs> I'm saying like, now you're pissing hey, me off. I'm saying no, you can give your kid to that guy days, downstairs. Two days with that guy. Two days with that guy. If I gave my kid time, like you're pissing me off. Don't think about your feelings. Think about what's best for the kids. I swear <laughs> to God, because you love him. Yeah, funny. The Church of Laszlo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yo! Yo! Look! We got a guest. Our old friend Danny Parkins, man. What's up, guys? It is a pleasure to see you. Yeah. It and is a pleasure to be seen. I miss you guys. You know, the yeah. last time, Danny Parkins is a great guy, by I guess the, the first just time. A, uh, honestly, a great guy. Thank you. I agree mm-hmm. with that, and and uh, if you remember, when Danny Parkins first time he came down to the studio, said like, "Hey, I'll do sports for you guys." It was because Nick had left, right? right yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't. I don't know what's going on with Nick, but we haven't talked to him for like yeah, a been month. a while. But he's so he, I text, he's a busy texted guy. Him. He's he responds busy with the to playoffs. Text. Yeah, stuff, he responds yeah. to text, but he hasn't come on the show. Plus, we so don't I ever talk like, basketball, so right. I feel like this is always kind of a downtime with Nick coming on our show because yeah. I always get real jealous, though. I'm not gonna lie when I see that he calls in. Um, oh, really? Yeah, of course. You can call in whenever right. you want. I, I mean, I don't know. Just call whenever. Call. Yeah. Just call whenever. Whenever. Talk about anything you want to talk about. Yeah. Of okay. Course. Yeah. No, I miss. I miss you guys. I that, think that's why you were here because you noticed that Nick hadn't been on the show <laughs> yeah, for a few yeah. weeks. And I, you bu- were like, I booked a flight. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't remember Danny Parkins and yeah. you knew the show, Danny Parkins. Uh, you took over for Nick when Nick left, right? Yeah. Ostensibly, there was one afternoon show in between for a little bit, but I was doing uh, middays when Nick was in afternoons, and then yeah, like. 
10 months after Nick left, I was right. in Afternoons. And then uh, did sports with us for years, For years, right? yep. yeah. Now and, I'm in Chicago. Right, in Chicago and uh, killing it. And, and you're from Chicago. Yeah, born so and you, raised. you get to go home and do sports uh, with the sports teams you love. Yeah, my radio station is literally the home of the Cubs and Bulls, yeah, which is insane. Right? Like, you know, and I'm 12 years old, 1998, right. Sammy Sosa hit 66 home runs, right. and Michael Jordan won his sixth title. Right. Like, those are my two teams, more, more than the Bears. Like, fo- football's and, my favorite sport, right. but the Bears always sucked. Yeah, so right. I'm on the home of the Cubs and Bulls, man. It's unbelievable. You, uh, the other thing about it is, like, I think if I were to go do sports in Detroit, yeah, I wouldn't have to learn anything. Right. Because it makes it easy, right? If I went to go do sports in L.A., I'd be like, damn. When I well, came when we here. to Seattle, they were like, you know, you know who Mr. Mariner is. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, Griffey? They're like, no. They're like, no. I'm like, oh, no. Who the hell's Mr. Mariner? You know what I mean? But if right. you ask me the Tigers, it's okay, line. I know. You know what I mean? They're of like, course. You have to learn more when you go to different places. But you won't roll into Chicago and somebody's like, do you remember Tony Kukoc? You're like, do I remember Tony Kukoc? You know, right? <laughs> yeah, he took the shot instead right, of picking exactly. 1.8 <laughs> exactly. seconds. Yep. Of course. Right. Uh, no, when, when I got the job here, it was that because I was still out in Syracuse. I got this job in like relatively short order. Right. I was cramming for like the Royals, and mm-hmm. I started on opening day. And the Kansas City Star was like a thirty-page, you know, opening day preview, and it was all about prospects. Like none of the guys on oh, the big right. league team. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> right, that was what year twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. So like it was like. I mean, I was here for Hosmer mania, right? Like before right. Hosmer got called up, before yeah. Mustakis got called up, all those guys, like. And then I never forget second day or third day on the job, Mizzou fired their coach, and I didn't prep anything for Missouri basketball. <laughs> right. I mean, I was faking it till I make it. Right. I was like, I don't know, Frank Haith, <laughs> Miami, they know basketball, right? I mean, thank God that show was two hours. Like when that show ended, everything I knew. Made it to the air that day, right? Right. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. If, if, if the show was two hours and two minutes, I would have been completely. And right. who were the Chiefs in 2011? I don't recall. Was that uh, the Palco? The, days they, they, I mean, well, I was I was definitely here for Palco because right. I was here for Scott Pioli and right. two, two and fourteen and like Jovan Belcher, uh, but Al, you know Alex Smith. Okay. So I, I, I saw I saw you know Jamal Charles, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry. Uh, okay. Tom Bahali, Justin Houston, yeah. like, good, good, good teams, but never could win a playoff. Game. Right, right. You know, I was I was at the game in Indy where Andrew Luck had the comeback. Okay, when they were when they won forty five forty four, and he had like the second biggest playoff comeback ever. Jamal Charles yeah. got hurt. When the it's not the right. biggest. I thought it was the biggest. Is it second biggest? I think it's now the second biggest. Okay, but yeah, it it was. Who it, would be the biggest? Is it Mahomes it, against? Um, uh, the Titans or something? Or not the, the Titans, the Texans? The, the Texans. Well, that was the, the biggest first half one, right? They were down 24 nothing, and then they were up. Okay, in, that and could they, be, yeah. And they were up in the first half. But no, that was... It did just happen, though. But did I don't it? know. I've smoked too much. Yeah, I don't remember. even remember how... Yeah. I, don't, I know that the Chiefs were way up in that game and then managed to lose it, and it was some sort of a record, but I don't remember what the score was. It I, was 40... I think I remember it was 45-44, and it was... Jamal Charles was like the first guy... Who got actually held out of the concussion protocol? Oh, really? Like he got hurt, and they're like, "Nope, you can't go back in." Mm. And if it, if that game would have been right week one of the regular season, or certainly the You're playoffs the year before, they'd be like, "Ah, oh, I just got your bell rung," yeah. right. and send him back out there, oh, and they would have been able to run out the clock, and they would have won the game. Yeah. But 
yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck like fumbled the ball off a helmet, got it back, went into the end zone. That was drove back in a snowstorm. Remember that. that now, uh, we'll talk. I, I want to talk about all kinds of different stuff in yeah, sports, anything. but since yeah. you know you're, you're Chicago, uh, are the Bears going to be any good? Well, it all depends on if Justin Fields is good. Is he good? I think yes. You do? Okay. So, I mean, the question is, is he going to be like Lamar Jackson good, where there's a short shelf life on right. it, and there's injury risk, and, you know, Lamar's played right, 12 sure. games the last couple of years, but when he plays, yeah, he's, good. He, he's dynamic and right. impossible to game plan for, or is he going to take a leap like Jalen Hurts? And add a passing game to it, right. and then the running game. Because last year the the running game was the fastball and the changeup right, and the yeah, slider. Sure. Right. It, it, was was ba- it. it was basically yeah. everything. But now they added some linemen, some receivers. He's in theory better as a passer. Two years in the offense, so yeah. if he adds a passing game like he had at Ohio State, right, he should be awesome. Right. If he if he doesn't, Bears. I just never... always feel bad for those guys. I mean, look, I, not him. He's went to Ohio State, yeah. so whatever happens to him, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, and personally or professionally, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, you go to one of those big markets like that where the fans are big and, like, you know, they fire the coach. They fire, like, you're just, like, learning stuff over and over and over again. It just seems like, you know, it, it feels like that. It feels like the same time that, you know, the that the Chiefs went through. You can get some good players. You see it happen with teams all the time. And like, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. fire. Like, if – uh, Justin Fields went to, you know, uh, maybe even the Broncos or someone, you know, sure. where there was much more around him and some, not the Broncos, but stability. You feel like you got a better shot. The, you know? bear, the Bears. So, like, one of my favorite stats when I was here was that crazy stat that the Chiefs hadn't won a playoff game. Yeah. And uh, by a quarterback that mm-hmm. they had drafted right. from Mahomes to, you know, all the way back to Whoever like a, a Todd uh, Blackledge. Yes, that's it. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer or a quarterback to throw 30 touchdowns. They're the only team in the NFL. Wow. 30 touchdowns. Never once. Well, they've been playing football since like 1802. They're a founding franchise. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Founding franchise. 4,000 yards. You would have thought Jim McMahon would have thrown 30 touchdowns. Yeah. Right? You're just in my head if you ask me that. I mean, Jay Cutler. Right. Eric Kramer. Those are the two best Bears quarterback of my lifetime. It's pathetic. When, when was the last Super Bowl? Was it well, after Eric Kramer they, got cut from the Bears? You know, the Lions took him because because <laughs> whenever you can get a Bears cast off at quarterback, <laughs> we've been you doing got, that you for got, a long time. Got to do it. Uh, <laughs> they were in the Super Bowl in oh five oh six. That was with Rex oh, Grossman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and lo- and lost to Peyton Manning. Okay, yeah. Devin has to return the opening yeah, kickoff for a touchdown, and then Peyton we were in Manning. Seattle. I was going to say, I've, we watched that game together. Where were we? We're but it was because we were in Seattle. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Well, do you want to hang out with us for a while? Let's, let's right, hang we'll out. We'll talk man. more with uh, Danny Parkins coming up. Yeah. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. Danny Parkins in the studio. Uh, and, and Danny Parkins does sports. Is it, what's the station? Is it a 670 The Score? The Score. Is that an ESPN station? Is that a. No, it's an Odyssey station. It is. Yeah. You I know I, that? Huh. I work for well, the Well, it wasn't when you went there. No. Oh, okay. uh, the, the merger happened. Because uh, Entercom couldn't afford to lose me. Most people don't know that. That wasn't really in the trades. <laughs> but I got I got hired uh, by CBS, the score in Chicago. And like three months after, uh, Entercom bought CBS okay. Radio. And, and so, yeah, so the Wheezy Kramer, who's now not here, but you guys know right. our old CFO, she told me that that was what happened. She's like, "Yeah, we let you out of your deal because we knew we were buying all." The I knew stations. it was that really true. Yeah, yeah, we've we've had a bottle of wine over it. Yeah, <laughs> That's she's great. She's the absolute. She best. is wonderful. Yeah, wonderful, she's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So why are you here? 
Currently. So uh, my grandfather turns 95 mm-hmm. next nice. month. And because people don't know you have a connection to Kansas City, even though you were born and raised in Chicago. Yeah, my, have a my, mo- my mom's side of the family is from Kansas City, and my wife grew up in Lawrence. So we met in Kansas City, and so my family is coming here uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we came in early to see my wife's family Wednesday, Thursday. So okay. we just kind of made a, a thing out of it, and our boys haven't been to KC. Right. So, you know, we're going to take them to Loose Park where we got engaged and is she show them around. still uh, like a KC fan? Like, is she wearing it on her sleeve? You know, like... L- 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 uh, the Jayhawks and the Chiefs. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I- I've, like, gotten her... I mean, she would prefer the Royals, but I take her to Wrigley, and right. she likes it, and she now, like... We have a house. We're not living in a one-bedroom condo together. So right. if, I, if I'm watching baseball games, she can just be like, go watch them right. in the office. Okay. Like, she she doesn't love baseball like that. Got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, this is like our home away from home. Yeah. I miss, yeah. I miss well, how many times see. have you been back? You've Only... Been, are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox Cubs fan? Cubs fan. Okay. Yeah, grew, grew up on the north side. Well, I've gone to both stadiums. I've done it twice now. Uh, you were nice enough to get me yeah. tickets to the Cubs. So I, I appreciate that. Anytime. And then texted me while I was there and said, hey... Uh, we're getting ready to leave. Uh, just come by and grab my seats, and they were even, even better. It was uh, you're, you're an unbelievably generous man, so uh, I appreciate it. Like like I said, guys, you got you guys are the best. You know, Laszlo, I've asked you dad advice questions. We've talked shop before the sure. three of us. Slim, we've been to strip clubs in Vegas together. I mean, we are, we are all we are all, we're family. Yes, that's if story. you say yes. so, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what totally. I mean. Uh, but yeah, so But I, I have to say that I loved Wrigley Field. It's the I've best. been before I've been but the people at the White Sox game are much cooler. <laughs> much cooler than the people at Wrigley Field. Like yeah. I, I, we ended up buying these seats and it was like, you know, one of the things like those box seats hang over the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I ended up buying seats in those. I didn't actually know what it was. We walk in, you could tell. It was one family's thing, and sure. they were just so. And I was like, "Oh man!" Like right after sit with his family, could not have been cooler. Couldn't have been cooler. Nice talking to the kids, talking about White Sox history. And I said, "You know uh, what kind of beer? You know, do you buy?" Because I always try to do like, you know, what do you? If you're a local here, yeah. what would you do? Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, "Modelo," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, cool." And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for some sort of craft beer." That's at Wrigley. And I was like, okay. Like, I, they were just super nice the whole time. I thought it was good. Yeah, they, they that guy's selling it a little short. They have a craft beer cave out in right field. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? He could have pointed you in the direction of a goose island. Like, they, they, they've advanced a little bit with the times. But it is true. Like, Sox fans are like, we're here for the game. Yeah, that's how I felt. And yeah. Southside Pride. And Wrigley Field at night felt like a Pearl Jam concert. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like. This mass, you know. And it was, they were both fun, but just fun in different ways. R- Wrigley in the summer... Unbelievable. You know what I mean? It, there's 35,000 yeah. plus on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because it's Wrigley in the summer. It's a tourist destination. It's a it's a federal sure. landmark. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You go out in the bleachers and girls are in bikini tops yeah. and they're doing cup snakes. And, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Baseball's just, like, in the background. All right. So, you're here. Yeah. Uh, you meet a girl. You get married. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You move to Chicago. Yeah, right away. Right? And then uh, you have two kids. How old are they now? Three and a half and one. Okay. Yeah, man. Life is like I've had, had a lot of circle of life stuff the last like few years. You know, right. two two kids born 
And then uh, dad passed away in November. Brother passed away on Easter Sunday. Oh, man. Yeah. And like, so everyone's like, have you dealt with any of that? No. Yeah, no. No, Me neither. You won't. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, you might. I mean, I think it's healthy too. But 10 years on, I haven't. Yeah. Like when I think about the death of my father, I'm like, I still in like some sort of weird way just think he's in Florida. Yeah. Right. If I need him, I'll call him. I don't need, I don't need him right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, he's busy right now. Yeah, that's kind of how you know. I think of it. Like, oh, I can't I think, like, now. oh, I should call dad. Yeah. <laughs> then I just move on. Like, that's <laughs> yep. it. Like, I don't ever stop and think, you can't call your father because he passed away. I right. just be like, I should. You know what? I do have a question about that. I'll call dad later. Yeah. Yeah. That is a. That might be healthy. Avoidance. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I go to therapy. I try to talk about it. But I mean, these kids, man, like, you just have to wake up. Yes, that's you, it. You, you don't have, have another option. You have to play with blocks. Right. You, you know what I mean? No, you right. have to make pancakes in the morning. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't have the luxury. Like, my baby sister, sometimes she was saying, like, you know, I'm just taking some time off from work and right. grieving and curled up in a ball and hanging out right. with my dog. I'm like, I don't have that luxury. So well, plus, nice. you don't but, want but to give worse. yourself that luxury. That's the thing, because she kind of wants a, the escape. Right. Yeah. I have an aunt and uncle who uh, lost their daughter when she oh, was like Jesus. eight or nine. And I know they're still married, but I notice, you know, the. I don't, I don't want to say the problems, but the issues that they go through. And one of them is, you know, for years and years and years, one of them wants to grieve, like, and really, like, kind of just lay in bed and feel bad. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the other one is like, I got to get up at five o'clock in the morning, go on a run, you know, at, yeah. at 80 still, I need a full-time job. Like, because like, I can't, if I do that, I'm not going to recover from this. Like, you know, I have to keep moving. And the other one is like, why don't you grieve? And, and you know, you want to pull them aside as a third party perspective. You can't, but just be like, you both are. Yeah. You 100%, both are. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, then one, you know, uh, I don't want to say resents, but certainly thinks. Why aren't you grieving like I'm grieving? The other one's like, "What? Go get a job. Like, go do anything. You Occupy know what I mean? your time. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, isn't? I mean, obviously, the divorce rate in the country is crazy high. But I mean, I think the divorce rate for people who lose kids yeah, is right. like How 80, you 80% percent or yeah. something, right? There, because it's just an impossibility. But no, even in like the situation with with my brother, like, you know, sister gets a tattoo. His daughter gets a tattoo. Right. People go to therapy. Someone in the family's like seen a medium to like right. try to like talk. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, man, you are all doing things that I hope it works for you. Right. Of and course. I just feel like an emptiness and you just like right. try to cope and deal with it one, right. f- one foot in front of the other. And then you have to hope like, all right, so I am putting all this stuff, you know, like focusing on my kids and focusing on my wife and my job. But you're like, sometimes you lay in bed at night and you're like, I'm not putting too much on them. I'm not, you know what I mean? 100%. Like, am I doing this totally wrong too? Like now, have I made th- their happiness my happiness? Like I'm only happy if they're, what's the responsibility there? It's, you know, yeah. life is messy, man. Super messy. It's heavy. Right. When, when I was starting to do sports with you guys, like late 20s, single. Right. It was the greatest. Right. <laughs> like, 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 you haven't like, started losing and, people yet. And, yeah. Yeah, Ferris I mean, Bueller comes at you fast. Seriously, man. man you know, they say, I mean, more money, more problems or whatever. But just look, the problems get more complicated. Right. As, as you get older. And I don't know if and I'm And you're an not. And people, I think you think when you're younger, at least, you know, you know, single digits and teens, you think, I'll be equipped to handle that. Mm-hmm. You're not. Really. You're not. No one tells you how to do it. That is the you only. Know? that There is like a. I see my mom struggle with it. 
Right. She's older than me. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, oh, no right. one has the answers. No. Any, we're all just faking it till we make it. Yeah. Yep. I remember when my, when my dad died and my mom, after a while, she was like, I haven't seen you cry. Right. I haven't seen you do anything. And I was like, because he taught me not to. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> he taught me not to. Like, he prepared me for this moment, whether he was doing it for this moment exactly, but it was like, you know, you push those feelings down, kid. Like, you know, you wipe some dirt on it. And it's like, well, why aren't you crying? It's like, because that's how I was raised. I was told not to. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was told, like, man, you, boom, you know, put but, a key in that and, you know, keep going. But I mean, what? I, like, I, so I'm therapized. I go to therapy. I talk about it. I've cried. Right. Still feels horrible. Right. <laughs> so what are you, you, know, do, you know what right? I mean? Like, I, I don't know who. Like, yeah, but there is some guilt that comes with it, at least from my perspective, that I, that I didn't cry much, you know? Uh, sure. Because it was something that I feared. I dreaded. I'll never be able to handle losing a parent. You know, I, I, just the thought of it as a, as a kid, it scared the crap out of me. What I didn't realize was going to happen is that when my dad got sick, I just instinctually, I've seen my mother sit by his side. You know, they've been married for 50 years. And I have to be, she's grieving, I have to be strong for her, which I assume is similar to if you're a parent, you have to be strong for your kids, whatever. And that's, you know, every day in the hospital and even the day that he passed away, it was mom is grieving. Right. Got to be strong for her, right? I don't want to make anything worse for her. We got to be there for her, whatever. And that ended up being, I don't know what I would have done, you know, if, if, that hadn't have happened to me and maybe I'd be doing better off now. I don't know. But there is some guilt that comes with it because I felt like at some point, same thing my ex said to me one, at one point, I haven't really seen you cry about it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I know. I, yeah. do, I, I It's weird because it's something I probably could have worked myself up to crying about just thinking before it happened when I was a kid, you know? Right. But because uh, I definitely, you know, I know your dad was very don't cry about it. That wasn't a thing in, in my house. Um, you were, you know, my dad... I mean, he didn't cry much, but he, he, he'd get, you know, emotional for sure. And uh, so it, it, it was a little bit different, but same result was yeah. that I didn't, I, you know, just didn't, I felt like I didn't deal with it at least. But what is dealing with it? Well, that's, 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 that's the thing. That's the, well, the, the guilt for me, like, and it's apparently unbelievably normal, but so, my, you know, my dad had Alzheimer's and so like, he had early signs of it when I was still here. Okay. You know what I mean? So then we dealt with that for basically nine years. Yeah. And then, uh, my brother is it bad for you? I mean, I know Alzheimer's is horrible for you, but I and I, I'm not making a joke. No, you're fine. Is it okay for them? Um, it's like the Seth Rogen oh, thing. Right, about, like, okay, you know. so there's two kinds from like some people kind of get like docile, embarrassed, go inward. Okay, he was angry, conspiratorial. Okay, got it. You know okay. what I mean? Like, thought people were stealing his money, and we, oh, we, had, we had to take his car, right. and you know what okay. I mean? So, so he, he had some rage okay. with it. It got more calm at the at the very end, but... but so it was hard to pl- deal pl- with. Plenty of ugly moments for him. He was not happy. But the, And then my brother, you know, basically three years with glioblastoma, brain cancer, and so, like, they were, like, long, slow deaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it is over... You gotta like reconcile with like there is like a portion of you that is straight up relief. Oh uh-huh. right? well, yeah, for sure. You, you yeah. know what I mean? And like right. that is that that does not feel sure. good. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're sure. obviously not glad. Right. But, right. but, but I, yeah, I, but kind of. But I, I mean, maybe for them and you, for right? Them, for like, them hey, and right. for them yeah. and you, and for them, that part's easy to. Right. Right. That's right. that's right. humane. Yeah. Right. The the glad for you. 
Right, that's tough. That's therapy. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's 125 an hour. Yeah, yeah we'll right. have to ask you some therapy questions. Sometimes you can tell us what your therapist says because I don't go to therapy. Lazo went to therapy for a little while. I, I went, talked yeah, to a, I went to a marriage counselor. Yeah, that's a form of therapy. That didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it still cost money. Yeah. yeah, I would say don't do that. Yeah, don't it's, do it that. It might be my favorite therapy story ever is that they go to marriage counseling yeah he continues to see the counselor and becomes his like therapist or whatever. but the marriage ends like oh, i wonder how many people well have and found she the told me through. like come on this isn't gonna work literally like after that it wasn't like just marriage counseling it became like you gotta leave yeah wow. like you got you like you know gonna, this this, this isn't this. getting better like yeah. you know basically like i'm not a miracle worker like right you people hate each other, right? right? Like this ain't getting better. Yeah, yeah. And th- you probably respect some of that honesty up front. Well, like, you needed hey, you to know, hear why? it because the whole time that you're going through a divorce, you're like, if I could just make this work, like, what do I got to do to right. make sure. this work? What do I got to do, right? And then finally, you know, when you have some sort of professional, as opposed to your friends and yeah. your father, whoever, like, who's leave. like, hey, Come just leave, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You have like a professional be like, you know, hey. This ain't great. Right. <laughs> You're like, okay, man, all right, now I, I feel better about it. I feel more confident in my decision. Yeah. You know. Well, that was really... Are you wild. still, hey, are you still you know seeing what? them? Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. I miss you guys. <laughs> We're supposed to be doing the news. I don't know how... You know, sometimes the news can get a little political. I'm fine, man. Yeah. Like, all right, we'll do yeah, the news next. Okay. Let's do some news. All right. The church. the church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. Let's doom scroll, baby. All right, we're doom scrolling. We got a special guest with us. Danny today. Parkins, Danny is, Parkins here. is here. I love and, doom scrolling. Uh, there's been. A, thing? I mean, we're all addicted to it. Yep. <laughs> there's uh, there's been a lot of political news lately because all these candidates are entering the uh, meatball run. Yeah, meatball run. Obviously, is our our Christy Cream, our, our favorite Christy Cream. Uh, that is a lot better than Cannoli Chris, I think. Yeah. But we already m- talked about this guy last week, but it's official today. Dickhead Pence is in the race. Dickhead Pence. And you guys, if we were... If we I were do put- like Dickhead Pence. If we were putting money on this, I told you, there's got to be a reason this guy is running other than just vanity, ego, whatever. I think someone has to be telling him there's a path to victory. Otherwise... You wouldn't do it, right? I mean, these Trump people literally were outside of the Capitol with uh, hangman's news. Yeah, <laughs> saying that they were going to kill you. So you'd think, like, if I, if if people start talking trash on Twitter, I take a step back. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. There's an angry person. So, someone DM'd me, and they're angry about something that I said. They messaged me on Facebook. I've never met this person before. That's enough for me. This guy had a mob of people outside the Capitol where he was at telling him uh, they wanted to kill him. Yeah. And now I guess he's going to try and get some of those people to... To vote for him, there's got to be something. that Somebody somewhere has to say to him, this is what's going to happen. Meatball Ron and Trump are going to split this vote. And it's somehow in one of the second or third or fourth or fifth states, you got a shot. Otherwise, I don't understand this at all. The guy has the personality of a dead moth. He mm. never, he, I mean, he, he's successful in the sense that he was the vice president, but he was the vice president because he was such a safe pick and he, and he covered that, you know, very kind of, Christian, uh, yeah. whatever part of the base they thought it they needed to cover. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know exactly what he, what group on the right he gets because you, you know, you could say, but he, like Romney, if Romney ran again, you know what group he's going to get, right? right? But yeah. Pence is not. He, no, but he's, he's religious. Friendly? Yeah, he's right? a guy who, you know. But I mean, so you're just dismissing vanity, ego, and he's going to sell a book? No, that could absolutely be it. I mean, he, that's, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, true. that's what he does. You but, get your name out there and sell a book. And, you know, when you get to that, 
obviously that level of success surrounded by yes and yes yes men and yes women who yeah. are like you can do this yeah it's their job and right? why wouldn't they tell you that because now i have a job yep absolutely like if i tell you you could be president just hire me <laughs> right well and right, that's how the only way i get a job i gotta keep right? telling you you can win yeah. Well, and facts don't matter. They haven't mattered for years. Right. Right. That's kind of what doom scrolling is. Yeah, right. and he's been going after. <laughs> I do think Trump, Chris Christie's got a better chance of doing what you said, like splitting that difference to being Somehow like, "Hey, his way I'm big and gregarious and funny." And Stephen A. Smith things. endorsed him today, right? But oh, I'm yeah. not. I'm not crazy like Trump, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of like the same thing. I think he can walk that line. Well, uh, Pence, or as we call him here, Dickhead Pence, and it's nothing. We like the guy, right? I mean, at least I do. You like the guy. I'll vote for him. Yeah. Today, before God and my family, I'm announcing I'm running for president of the United States. Former Vice President man. Mike Pence launching his candidacy today in the Hawkeye State after stumping in early battlegrounds recently looking to distinguish himself from his old boss after Trump praised Kim Jong-un. Whether it's my former running mate or anyone else, no one should be praising the dictator in North Korea. The I would argue that the people in North Korea should be praising him. I would argue I think he's done a pretty good job from what I can tell. <laughs> what did I have to enjoy. What did Trump Kim Jong-un like, plays social? golf? Good at basketball. Right. Doesn't have a butthole. I mean, all these things. <laughs> yeah. I aspire like, to if, I, right, right. if I was going to vote for one person, Pence, or the dude who gets a hole in one every time and doesn't have a butthole, I'm going with that guy. Certainly more interesting. Trump just, uh, all he said was congratulations to Kim Jong-un. And that was on Truth Social. And he posted a link to an article about, um, I, don't, I don't know any of this stuff. I don't, sorry, I haven't been keeping up with Kim Jong-un lately other than these rumors about him having the, I don't know if you guys saw this, but that he had the... The conductor of the orchestra killed, and did you see all this stuff about? It's just you, you know, know you hear those all now, the time. But, like, there's there something with he's eating too much. Well, there was a story at least within the last, yeah, it might have been two, three years ago, where they're talking about his health. There was a suspicion that he had COVID, mm. that they had. But anytime they talk about this stuff, I just think, how do you know? Because they're so closed off. And yes, you can get information sometimes, but when every day, like, hey, this is a story that we heard from this person. Who's in South Korea? I'm like, how did they are they are they talking yeah. to someone in North Korea? I don't know. Look, he probably kills people. He, he may have killed the conductor of the that. orchestra. I don't know. But <laughs> I I'm just, that. you know, I'm like, do you wild know? Wild speculation on your yeah. part. Yeah. Well, wild speculation on someone else's part. I'm yeah, just, then you're just going with it. Well, I'm saying you don't know. You don't right. you don't know. So and Well, you don't know that Joe Biden didn't have a Someone in an orchestra exactly. killed yesterday. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good thing to both sides. <laughs> exactly. Well, I live in America. I would expect they would keep that stuff from me. You know, right, just course. like the people in North Korea don't know that he might I'm have a sure butthole. Someone who works in an orchestra died yesterday, and I blame Biden. Right. I'm sure that's what they're doing there. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And it could be true. Uh, there was a shooting at a graduation in Richmond. Did you guys see this? Jesus the Christ, father, man. son, dad. I mean, the son had just graduated. He's 18 years old. At least in the picture I saw, he had his cap and gown on. Um, there were other people that were injured, including some critically, as they were trying to run away. You hear uh, the dispatcher say on the phone, we've got an active shooter. It's just the tone in his voice is like, here we go. And it's Here at a graduation. It's at a graduation. What started out as a day of celebration quickly turning to tragedy. We have an active shooter at a graduation. Gunfire erupting on the campus of Virginia Commonwealth University. Just moments after students from Richmond's Huguenot High School held their graduation. The shooting leaving two dead. 18-year-old Sean Jackson just graduated and his father, 36-year-old Renzo Smith. Investigators say five others, ranging in age from 14 to 58, were also shot, one of them suffering life-threatening injuries. So they have a suspect in custody, 19 years old. They went to his house, found a bunch of guns. Um, they haven't said 
much else that I've seen about him. Uh, I'm sure ends, we, we won't man. hear about it again here. Never at least. ends. No, it never ends. Hey, you did that thing. Uh, what about Chicago? Right? Yeah. You made national news. Yeah. Because you always get, and I, I mean, you know, congratulations, one. But it, you always get like the uh, when people talk about gun laws, they always say Chicago. Yeah, right. yeah. So the the thing is, you know, there should be gun reform, and then someone will say, "Well, what about Chicago? They've got the most murders of any place in right. the country, and strong a- and strong gun control." Though right. it isn't the strongest anymore. But the problem is, is that unlike other cities with really strong gun laws, they are surrounded by other states that have really <laughs> right. strong gun laws. Right. Indiana, Mike Pence's state, right. is eight minutes. You yeah. know, Northwest Indiana sure. is right over the border from downtown Chicago. Right. Like, and you can no just drive to Gary and get a gun. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, I think it's like 40% of guns recovered in violent crimes are from Gary? Are, are, are from Indiana. Right. And then another percentage are from out of state. And it's ridiculous. And right. so, yeah, the whole thing was hey, to point out that people in Chicago like are working on this. <laughs> we're not proud of it. Right. And it's also like they, they mess with the numbers. Like Kansas City. Actually, on a per capita basis, is I've seen that is is more uh, is, Chicago right. just came out not even in the top fifteen. Like yeah, not that I've we're seen proud some of stories it. about right. that because sure. you know we have more murders than L A. Have more murders than New York, so right. we have the most. But Baltimore, St Louis, Kansas City, uh, Detroit, they're, they're East St Louis. There are there are places that have way higher murder rates than Chicago. But Chicago right. has been turned into this like political thing for because the because of the strong gun laws. So it's a very exactly. easy thing to just say. And yep. because hey, they're look, not- they got strong gun laws, and there's more murders than anywhere there, and it's just like, well, because in today's world, you don't need nuance. You or, just need that fact. headline, right? You, you don't even need a fact anymore, right? It used right. to be because that need is nuance. a fact. Like, yeah. so if I just say this without any nuance, it's factual. It's good. They have strong gun control laws. Yep, more murders than anywhere, and you're like, yeah, but right. yeah, but now we don't need to say anything more than that. And That's the people it, right? saying it aren't going for the vote because Chicago's always blue. Right. right. So right. they don't, it doesn't matter exactly. if they offend anybody there. And it's just a, it, whenever it's confronted, a talk about, it's, it's infuriating. So what did you do with that? So I did a 24 hour radiothon. It was called the What About Chicago Radiothon, partnered mm-hmm. with this group um, by the hand. They had come up with this idea for a pop up grocery store to close a food desert in Austin, which is a neighborhood on the west side of Chicago. They were, you know, they, it's like the third most populated like neighborhood uh, in the south or west side of Chicago, and there is no grocery store in a four mile yeah. radius, so like no access to fresh greens, produce, sure. whatever. And uh, they did a pop up where the kids who would go to this after school program worked cashier, stocking. They had to like pass like a entrepreneurial class to oh, get accepted cool. into it. And but the problem was, you know, Chicago's cold. And so they were literally doing it under a tent with donate with donated groceries. So I broadcast for 24 hours and we had a bunch of people come on and got matching donors and we raised like a little over six hundred fifty thousand dollars. And in August, uh, so I don't know, six weeks from now, we'll have the grand opening of a permanent structure. That's awesome. That'll be year round. Uh, they'll be able to be open five days a week. They'll be able to employ more kids, and yeah. you know the food desert will be closed. Always envious of guys who you know use their power for good. We almost built a do statue from of Mama from Mama's family in Raytown. We tried that. That was a long yeah, time we, we gave didn't, up. Didn't yeah, work, we talked about it for like two days. Yeah, that's worth it. But I assume that's where Daniel got his inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I stole everything else from you guys. <laughs> Things like that. Well, I'm glad you're here because this next story it seems to be the big sports story of the week, and I know nothing about it. I mentioned it briefly oh, yeah, yesterday, sure. just because I heard them talking about it on the sports channels. 
but I don't know anything about golf. And I happen to know for a fact that you are a, a golfer. big golfer. Love golf. Love golf. And so I would assume that that means that you know, and you're also a he doesn't, sports talk guy. Way, he doesn't love golf. What do you mean? He just loves getting away from the family like everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Men love it. They're like, I am just addicted. I love it. It's like, no. You get like three to four hours to go have beers and stay away from the wife and the kids every Sunday. Uh, Seinfeld says golf stands for going out, leaving family. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 And you're yeah. not even supposed to have your phone on the course. That's you're right. I'm sorry. That, right? I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Against golf but do you etiquette. watch it on TV? I do. I, and okay. I, I gamble on it. I, I actually one of those. I feel like if you watch it on golf. TV and play it, then you're true. I, I like golf. You, you must be in it. I like golf. No? But you think what? watching it just, you'll do anything <laughs> to continue this lie. Like, like, look at that. Golf's on, nobody likes watching You don't watching want your wife it. to be like, why like, do you ever watch that. golf? Do you golf? even like golf? Like, golf yeah. is on TV. And then when your wife comes out, she's like, my God, he really does like golf. I can't imagine. Like, Stop snitching. No one likes watching that. Jig is up. The big stories at the PGA and the Live, what was it called? The Live? Live, yeah. Live Golf. Just Live Golf. Yeah. But they merged, and the controversy is that Live Golf is uh, backed by the Saudis, and they don't have a perfect human rights record. <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah. This morning, a move sending shockwaves through professional golf. The Saudi Back to Live Tour, which has lured top players, is officially merging with the PGA Tour. The new collectively owned for-profit entity will receive financing from the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, directly linked to a Saudi government with a history of human rights abuses. So, is that it? We got the whole story there. I mean, is there... There's a reason that this scandal is big, other than uh, hi- hypocrisy. So they, there's the there's the sports washing and you know uh, getting in bed with the Saudis and all of that. But when Liv launched a year and a half ago, um, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, the Roger Goodell of golf, okay, basically said, and not basically, he explicitly said, "Stay with us. You never have to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour." I know two families very well who lost people. And 9-11, this is abhorrent. You should not be doing it. And 18 months later, under the cloud of darkness, complete secrecy, Tiger didn't know, Rory McIlroy didn't know, no one on the PGA Tour knew, Jay Monahan did a deal, like succession style in a back room, with the head of the Saudi Investment Fund to basically sell the PGA Tour to the Saudis. And so it's all... Oh, so that's really what we're looking at. It's all merged. The, 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 The Saudis bought golf. Okay. They they literally bought the whole sport of golf. They have right of first refusal uh, refusal to any new investor who wants to get involved with okay, any any yeah. PGA Tour event going forward. They're buying soccer players to sign an international thing. You know, it's it's sports washing, but they got more money than anybody. And right. the golfers who originally the Saudis own other sports franchises. You know, so across they're the, trying to invest in more, right? So, because so, this is part of their their future. But do they plans. own like a so, Premier they, League or something. So, or so, something so, so, so yeah, so soccer they're tied into. I think they own like one team, but now they're starting to do like they did with Live Golf. They're trying to like just like literally buy players, right? Like Messi today, I think is coming over and playing. He's playing and, in Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. M- MLS. So like you can just pay a player like a transfer fee, and so they're doing that. They own like a Formula One team, like they're big in F one. So like. Didn't they get involved in wrestling? Well, they do like shows over there for right. sure. I thought they were trying to like buy the WWE. They, I don't know about that, but I know that they every year they go and do a couple shows there. They they are trying to, and the women have to come out. They're all dressed in like full gar, right? Like, you know, head to toe. Yeah, like, so they, I mean, they dress different. Sports washing is a thing that has happened throughout. What is sports washing? It's just, okay. So it's a it's a phrase where we're gonna we're gonna. 
basically, uh, hey, forget about our human rights record. Okay, got like, it. The, like, the Olympics going to Nazi Germany. Right, okay. Y- y- you know what I mean? So it, sure. it's a tale as old as time. And so if the thought is, uh, to simplify it, I suppose, if we do business with the PGA Tour and Formula One and soccer, why can't J.P. Morgan do do business with us, right? Why okay, can't not. Bank of America do it? So right. if they get enough reputable clients, then all of a sudden it's like, well, Saudi money's everywhere. And the truth is, it is. Like, they're a huge investor before right. Musk bought Twitter. They're a huge investor in Live Nation that owns Ticketmaster. You know right. what I mean? Like, they, they have their money everywhere because oil makes a lot of money. Yep. But it's the hypocrisy. Really. It's the hypocrisy of the what the one guy said. That's what's really bothering people. That's what's really bothering people. And it just put all of his guys, you know, Will Zalatoris, I don't even know if you know who he is, but decent golfer. Okay. He was offered $130 million to join the Live Tour. And he said no. And right? he said no. Tiger Woods was offered $800 million. Right, and he said, said no. Rory McIlroy, $400 million. And these guys, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, they said yes, took a bunch of crap for it. You're siding with the people that murdered Jamal Khashoggi, the right. Washington Post journalist. Sure. These people funded 9-11. They took a bunch of arrows for it, but they took they got nine figures immediately put in their bank account. And the thought was, and the word was, you're loyal to the PGA Tour. Those guys will never be allowed back. And now 18 months later, yeah. they got paid hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're going to be able to play on the PGA Tour next year. So that's why all the golfers are pissed. So... Just randomly yeah. thought in my head, is there somebody like Tiger who has a ton of money and four or five other guys that he knows, right? Yeah. Say, could they just say, hey, we're going to start something new and compete with you guys? Is that a possibility? It's. I mean, he had shown... Has anybody said that? They've or? talked about it a little, but like Tiger showed so much loyalty to the PGA Tour. And, you know, like you said, there's a PGA Tour golf event 40-something weeks a year. Right. You know, because they just go to warm weather places when it gets cold here. You know, they just go play in the Bahamas or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it would be very tough to duplicate 20, $30 million purses every single weekend without a critical mass of players leaving. And the truth is... I was just wondering if they could take all those players who said no, who were loyal to the PGA and get them to start, you know, a a new league. What what seems to be happening in, like, because Rory talked today... They sold him on the money. Like, he's pissed about it, but if a tournament last week, the Memorial, had a $20 million purse divided up among everyone who made the cut, now with the Saudi money in there, it'll probably be $30 million. All right. You know, so they're going right, to... But, sure. they, but they, they didn't want to take the money, the, right. the blood money, and now they're being forced to take the money. Right. Is and is part of this because within the last few years, I know there was a documentary, maybe it was a 30 for 30 something, about golf just struggling overall to lure new players to keep people playing golf courses keep shutting down across the country at least last i heard i haven't well, looked to see if they've turned that ship co- around co- at all covid okay covid golf right. boomed it, it just ex- it was a thing you could go out and do by yourself you were able to be okay. out and yeah. social distance and be safe so yeah. there's been a renaissance with golf and then okay. full swing the show on netflix it was produced by the same people yeah. who did the the f1 show right and so they're trying to like teach people about golfers and give them the human interest story and the yeah, behind we were the scenes about stuff. Yesterday, we both, I bought, I watched the first episode thinking, Oh, it's a Netflix show. And I like the F1 show. So this will probably be good. But after the first episode, I was like, I don't know that I'm in, but people this. watched it, right? Very successful. They're doing yeah. a season. Did you two. watch it? Did you yeah. like it? I mean, it was for someone who loves golf. Yeah. Like they're trying to get the casual fan. They're trying okay, to, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They'd be like, 
a birdie is when you get one under right, par. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? So they have just like, like the F1 thing. The, the human interest su- stuff and like seeing them on the private jets and the gambling and the trash talking and you know their their hot wives and their mansions in Florida. You know there was stuff that I enjoyed about it for sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. But like the golf stuff, like. I know who won the U.S. Open. You right. know, like so there wasn't like suspense right. attached yeah, to it for me as if you were a casual fan. Okay. All right, uh, we had to take a break. Stone Cold's just to wrap it up. All right, we'll take a break. Finish Doom Scrolling next. The Church of Laszlo. All right, uh, we're gonna Doom Scroll some more. We're gonna finish Doom Scrolling, but first. Danny Parkins, thank you so much. I got to get out of here. It was so good to see you guys. You got to go do a real radio show. What do you talk about today? Well, we will talk about uh, the Cubs and White Sox. Baseball's big. Bears mm-hmm. had uh, OTAs today, so Justin Fields practiced and spoke, so we'll do some Bears stuff. The White Sox are in New York, and they might have to cancel the game because of like a climate change situation. Oh, yeah, because oh, of the I smoke from that. Canada? Yeah, yeah, so all the smoke that's going on right. in New York City, it might not be safe for them to be outside yeah. and play baseball. Yeah. So we're going to be following that story today. Thanks and... a lot, Canada. I saw those advisories. Right. I was like, what are we going to do about that? Yeah. Yeah, just let this slide. Yeah, so Cubs right. general manager. a lot of shirts. Shirts online, what? obvious shirts. I know that guy, Joe. Do you? Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, I buy a ton of them. Yeah. Doesn't it make you a little mad? Of course. The yeah. idea. He's it's literally unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It makes it makes me. I'm yeah. very happy for him. I've done like charity stuff with him. He's a great dude. He's right. a huge Cubs fan. But it pisses me off that <laughs> none of us thought about it. Right. right. No. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. And that we don't even take advantage of it now. Like you could. I've, I've sent. I've sent snow cone like a uh, hundred of them. I'm like, just make it Kansas City. We'll call it obviously shirts. Who cares? <laughs> right, like, and we'll right. make millions. Yeah, like, millions. Yeah. like literally a ton of money. And everybody's like, man, man, man. I'm like, that business. Now we t- can just make a, a t shirt that says Sal Perez is a good catcher. <laughs> yeah, and sell it for $24. I buy them. <laughs> I buy them. And my kids have them. My kid, I think, his uh, fifth grade picture is in a baseball show that says Mike Trout's good at baseball. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. And there's a Javi Baez is good at baseball. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Uh, the best, yep. the best baseball game ever played was on a Wednesday yeah, in Cleveland. Unbelievable. We have all that. I yeah, mean, yeah. we should just do that. And, and the other part about that business model that is like so obvious, <laughs> obvious shirts, you order it, and then they make it. Yeah. Yes. Like they don't have to keep any inventory. Right. They, they don't worry about, oh, we didn't sell it out, and now we've got like wasted inventory that we have to sell off to some place. It's like, yep. you order it, they print it, then they ship it to you. We could have made a million dollars, man. Still okay. No, he still hasn't done the Still, still, still yeah. could. Yeah. Still could. Yeah. All right, Danny, it's always a pleasure seeing you. Enjoy Thanks, your time in Kansas City. And uh, congratulations on the wife and kids. Uh, everything I see you doing makes me think, man, what a wonderful dad and husband you are. Uh, I could only be one of those, which I think is a pretty good dad. Not so much of a great husband. So you uh, have surpassed me, my friend. And tell your wife I said hello. I will do so. She loves right. you guys, and it's amazing to see you as always. Yeah, you too, see man. You. Take care. See ya. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, let's doom scroll. I do got to get out of here quick, right. so well, let's make it fast. We're going to finish this up. Pete Davidson, you yeah. know him. Love have him. you seen this beef with uh, PETA that he's no. got going on? So uh, Pete Davidson got a dog. I believe TMZ originally showed the pictures of uh, him with this dog. Anyway, it's like a designer dog, you know, some sort of doodle uh, dog. Sure. They said the name, but I, it was unfamiliar to me. But anyway, uh, PETA was upset because, you know, you shouldn't buy dogs. You're supposed to adopt dogs. And this made uh, Pete very upset with PETA because he says, look, you know, um, I'm allergic, very allergic to dogs, and I can only have very specific breeds, because those are the only kinds I'm not allergic to. This happens to be one of them, if not maybe the only one. And uh, he left a, a voicemail for someone at the organization, at PETA, and I, TMZ did leak that voicemail. Okay. And so you can hear uh, Pete Davidson. If you see stuff about Pete Davidson and PETA, it mostly boils down to this uh, message here. Hi, my name is 
Page Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphna. Thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to Cavapoos and those type of dogs. And my mom's dog, who was two years old, died a week prior, and we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired I don't, this message. I didn't beep that. It was already bleeped. I, you know, could have spent more time trying to find the unbleeped version to figure out exactly what he You're said. You're boring. Something? You're boring, stupid, whatever. But the weird thing is, so it says, um, PETA had initially criticized Davidson after TMZ shared footage of Davidson and his girlfriend purchasing a new dog on June 1st. In a statement to TMZ, Senior VP of Investigations, uh, Daphna, I don't even, I'm not going to okay. attempt to pronounce his last name, urged Davidson to, quote, show some big heart energy by adopting, not shopping in the future, calling the actor's decision to go to a pet store over the shelter tragic. So that's okay. who he's leaving the message for. Okay. You know, you're not allowed to uh, buy dogs. People get people get mad about that. He's saying, look, I'm uh, allergic, so I have to I had to, to get a cavapoo. Yeah. The, is What's a what cavapoo look like? Well, there's a picture here. I assume this is the dog in these little... Looks like a, a looks like a Shih Tzu, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Kind of like mm -hmm. I mean, is that how, if you saw that dog, would you just think it's a Shih Tzu? Probably. I think that's nice what I would think. Cava I don't know. What, what's, I want to buy a Cavalier. What's the Cava for? Like what? What dog is that? Cavalier, like a King Charles Cavalier? No idea. Whatever they're called. And then Pooh is always Poodle. It seems like anytime they mix Poodle in there, then it becomes hypoallergenic. Pooh is always Poodle. I think so. Like a Labradoodle, and I guess that's Doodle. Yeah. yeah, so Pooh, I still think maybe just because Pooh sounds better than Doodle when they're mixing those two together. I assume that it's mixed with the Poodle because I think they're hypoallergenic. And okay. so that's, I think, I don't know, honestly. Labradoodles definitely look like Poodles that have been mm. mixed with labs, don't they? Like, they look like, I guess they look more lab than Poodle. A Cavapoo is sometimes called a Cavadoodle. Okay. It's a Cavalier King Charles. Okay, there you go. That's the only Cav I could think of, dog. So Cavalier King and Charles. a miniature poodle, miniature poodle. I had two miniature poodles growing up. Uh, JP, just a poodle, and, and a buy a Cavapoo. A Cavapoo? Yeah, yeah. Because you you think you're, you're allergic, or just because you want to be like Pete Davidson? I like to shop. Oh yeah, just because you like to shop. Yeah, if you, I like if, shopping. if you have a Cavapoo, people know you bought the dog. Yeah. Labradoodle, I think so too. And with Labradoodle, they're bigger, so then more people will notice that you bought a dog. Right. You know. It would be good, too, if I posted a bunch of pictures of you at a pet store. If we could find one of those old-fashioned pet stores at, like, a mall somewhere. What were those places That'd called? Pet, pet something. Uh, I know there's Petco and Pet Smart. Yeah. So you mix them, but it was a pet something at the mall when we were I kids. don't know what a puppy mill is, but take me to one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could go straight to the puppy mill, but I feel like that's even uh, slightly less tragic than it letting is? the puppy mill sell the puppies to one of those stores oh. and letting it sit in the kennel. You know what? I know where a pet store is. Okay. And they still sell, and it's real close, and they sell expensive dogs yes. right, right in the good. little window. Yeah. And All I'll right, take good. a bunch of pictures of it. And sure. I'll make sure to put uh, video like on our story and everything else. I want you to ask some questions like, you know, I'm which one gives them the biggest trend. litter? Yeah. Shop, don't adopt. Yes. <laughs> shop, if you don't shop, adopt. this dog's awesome. Right. Like it, you know, does cool stuff. Shop, and don't adopt. Looks better. Really good. I think that should be a shirt. Shop, we don't adopt. I promise you, this dog's been in this cage since day one. <laughs> right. I don't no want this dog getting any ideas that no. it's going to have a good life, right? No. Uh, and then I know you're in a hurry, Lazo, but I do want to talk about this because I've never heard of this, and I got to assume that the media is 
you know, exaggerating this one a bit when, when they say that this illness is on the rise. I mean, on the rise from, from zero, I've never heard of it before, but there's some disease apparently called CHS. And this is, it is rare, but it's an illness that you can get from smoking cannabis, from smoking marijuana. Mm. And it happens when you smoke marijuana like a lot. Mm -hmm. And I saw on one of the morning shows, I think it was Good Morning America maybe, they were talking to a woman who had it. She couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Her doctor couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. They ran all these tests on her. She was very, very, very sick. And she started doing what you know we used to do. Uh, Lazo, you, you may still do it, which is, I guess, going online and researching her illness, trying to get answers, which you know I don't use WebMD anymore. But if my doctor kept telling me I can't find anything wrong with you and I felt as sick as she did, I'd probably be looking it up too. So she goes back to the doctor. She's like, hey, I think this is what it is. The CHS thing. I don't know if her doctor had already heard of it before. Okay. That part's not clear. When Here's Erica Hucker was 33, what? the otherwise healthy artist was struck down with a severe mystery illness. I felt like I was going to die. Shakes, elevated heart rate, completely dehydrated, and the vomiting was back to back to back. Erica, who says she was using... This sounds like morning, right? Shakes, dehydrated, vomiting... Cannabis multiple times a day learned about CHS, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, yeah. which affects people who use high doses of marijuana daily over an extended period of time. How did you get the diagnosis? I diagnosed myself, then I went back to my doctor and I said, this is what I think I have. And then he said, oh... You know what? That sounds right. Okay, so uh, uh, yeah. from this article that I read, you have to smoke, or at least, it, I don't know that you Is have it smoke to. smoke or like do edibles you do this? They're talking about smoke. They, they use the word smoke, but this they also say regular dose, cannabis use. So right. High dose right. cannabis use. Could just use, be just so. that, that you're getting it in other ways. But, but nausea, cramping, abdominal pain. Dehydration. These are all the things you had. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like when I wake up in the morning. Right, but that, remember when you were like, I know. "Yeah, yeah, you have this." She, hers almost sounded like she had, uh, oh, what's the cruise ship on? Norovirus. Mm. And talking about the amount, how much she was vomiting, and how sick she was, and the fact that the doctor just sent her home, like, "We don't know what's wrong with you. We've mm. run all these tests. There's nothing wrong with you." I mean, that's got to be extremely frustrating when you're like, "Yeah, there's definitely something wrong with me." But I've never been a, a wake and baker. I've never been. Um, like a well, heavy well, you have user. I've often wished I could get to that level. Now, the only problem is your kidneys are going to fail, apparently. So Is that what happens with CHS? You can mm -hmm. get kidney failure? I didn't see yeah. that in this thing this morning. Lead to yeah. kidney failure, huh? What, but why? Is it like just, just from being high all the time? Uh, let's see. Because this thing... Weekly cannabis use is generally required for the syndrome to occur. No. They said that there have been cannabis use hospitalizations uh, that have been on the rise. But that, to me, says, yeah, okay, how many of those are CHS, though, and how many of those are accidental? Yeah, I mean, this still says rare. Right. You know. How many of those are accidental um, ingestions, right? The kids that, that eat it. We know we've heard all these stories in the last couple years about poison control centers and kids going to the doctor because they accidentally got into weed. I've never heard of CHS before, cannabinoid hype. Hypermesis syndrome, hypermesis syndrome. Sure. Nausea, vomiting, stomach cramping, pain. You got it. Um, yeah. Stomach, it sounds like stomach flu or food poisoning, or may feel like stomach flu or food poisoning, but uh, yeah, you get, it, you get it from smoking weed. Well, and this lady, it sounds like she figured out what it was, stopped smoking weed, and I guess she got better. That's what it says. That's the only treatment. It just quit smoking weed? Mm-hmm. Did you ever in your life go through a phase where you were smoking a bunch of weed, like no. wake up and smoke all day? Me no. neither. But so I wonder what happens when you smoke that much and then you try and stop. I've definitely had other things that I've used a lot of yeah. that I've tried to stop, and I'm like, yeah, oh, boy. 
But I never uh, really. I mean, I don't have anything against weed. I just. I mean, you know, it just makes me anxious sometimes. Choice. Yeah, yeah. And I have I, to be I in the right mood for it. Me too. Really paranoid and really anxious. For some and, reason, feel guilty. I don't even know why. Same. Yep. Yep. I and just, there's you know. always. I always run that risk. And then I'm always like, you know, drugs are supposed to be fun. Right. Yeah. This. Uh, it's not. It's not. You know, fun. Right. right. With alcohol, it's like you know the risk here is that I might lose friends and go to jail. But with right. marijuana, it's still going to be fun though. While I'm while I'm living <laughs> yes. it. The thing with marijuana is the risk I'm running is that I might not be happy because well, I'm, I'm high for the, the next six hours. Yes, and the repercussions are right. much lower. So you right. go, ah, maybe I'll try it. I'll test myself, see if I can get through this without. That's being why I anxious. like crack. Yeah, I've never heard nothing anyone say bad a bad happens. thing about crack. No. Nothing bad happens. No. Never. Mm-mm. No, I saw Bam Margera post that video the other day yeah. talking about crack, and yeah, I you know it's just one of those that you know I'm, I kick myself every day because I still haven't gotten around to trying. <laughs> all right, I gotta go. You all guys right. good? All good. Finish man. something funny. All right. Yeah, you're Do gonna go. You're gonna go hang out with our new. I listen to my car. You're gonna go hang out with our new boss. We're gonna grab a couple beers. Grab a couple beers. Okay, sounds good. The Church of Laszlo. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.